I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All right. JV, how you doing, sir? Doing pretty good for uh, Monday this week. We're back on the back schedule. On I'll apologize if my uh, my aura is off today since it's not Tuesday. <laughs> you know, this when it gets cold out, Tuesday is more of the, the power day for some reason. Nice. Okay. Know well, I don't, noted. Sure, I don't know what that means. Just That's, made it up I on the fly. Completely up. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, I, I will say, say this, man. Um, yeah. These mugs. Yeah. I'm definitely digging these mugs, man. It's getting me into the good spooky season. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good size mug. It's a big mug. Humongous. It's like a. You can use it for so many things: coffee, Mm -hmm. water, Mm -hmm. whiskey, soup. (laughs) That'd be a good soup mug. That'd be a good soup mug right there, bro. I only eat soup out of this mug now. I at least have a mugs. (laughs) Like, I don't use bowls for soup anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't in a while. kind of dangerous. Oh, I also got to give a shout out to Elliot in San Jose, California. Right. Uh, you got the trivia question right. Oh. It was Jason San Voorhees. San Jose in the house. San Jose in the house. Jason Voorhees from the Friday the 13th yes. first wore the legendary hockey mask in Friday the 13th Part 3. Good awesome. stuff, man. Awesome. When, whenever we have merch, I'm sending it your way, Elliot, okay? <laughs> One day. One day. One day. It. You're just going to show up. Just going to be at your doorstep. Yeah, yeah. DM me again for your address, and yeah. I'll, I'll send it. Just don't, don't wait too long for yeah. it. It'll just be just there. Don't, don't hold your breath, yes, okay? Sir. We don't need that. <laughs> we don't need that lawsuit. Right? <laughs> How was your weekend? Slamming. Yeah? Slamming. You know what? Slamming. I actually watched a spooky movie. What was that? I watched Hellraiser. 1987. Okay. I've never seen it before. And, you know, they dropped the Hellraiser on Hulu. Yeah, yeah. And you know me. I have to watch, like, the old before I watch the new. Right, right. So, um, yeah. Uh, it's supposed to be, like, a, a classic. Yeah. Zero out of ten stars. Yeah. Um, Zero buckets of popcorn. It. I haven't watched it very many times, maybe once or so, and I don't remember a whole lot about it. It's like me with Hocus Pocus, dude. Yeah. You know, just don't really remember it. Yeah. 
Um, you're not missing much. But I'm going to check out this new one that dropped. Right. Supposedly she's a Disney princess. Oh, okay. That's what the that's what's going on on the Twitterverse. Twitterverse. So. Um. Yeah, I've seen mixed reviews about that one. I'll I'll report back. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to check it out? Um. The original again. Or the nineteen others, or the one that came out like last weekend, whatever. Uh, I can give it the old college try. You can try. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> this one was weird, man. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that one in a long time. It was just like weird. Yeah, like there's good horror. Oh, it's, it's a weird movie. I, mean, I remember that. There's good horror. Yeah, and then there's this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And, like, you have the title Hellraiser, and you think yeah. one thing, and, you know, like, the legendary Pinhead. Yeah. And you think one thing, but it's a totally different movie. Okay. Like, you don't. Yeah, I don't I don't recall much of the movie. It's just you yeah. don't think you're going in. You're going in with, like, one expectation, and then you get something totally different. A little, little misleading title. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. But okay. also, like, the look and the feel mm-hmm. of the. Of the blockbuster box, you know what I mean? Mm. You're just going in, you're thinking, and you don't, it's just weird. I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just was not. It happens sometimes, man. 92 minutes, and I'm just like, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, what's, but you know what, it's spooky season. The whole, spooky thing, season. The whole thing I'm doing, man, is I'm watching uh, horror, classic horror films that I've never seen before. Okay. Um. So just watch that. Gonna watch the new one and I'm gonna add some more to my list and watch them as well. Um, I do like um, how um, Amazon Prime, Netflix, even HBO, they have like Halloween scary cues yeah. for the season that you can just kind of and go through. So that's what I'm gonna do. Okay. Sweet. Any spooky movies that you're looking forward to uh, that you like kind of watch or that you've never seen before, maybe? Not particularly. I like to just kind of stumble upon. I don't know if I go seek out anything. I like to just be be looking and say, "Hey, let's check this weird one out." Okay. So I am currently. Got you a very good one that me and Carmen watch every spooky season. Mm-hmm. Um, and wow, it just escaped me. Mm-hmm. It actually stars. Bradley Cooper. The Midnight Meat Train. I have heard of it. Yeah, the Midnight Meat Train. Okay. Yeah, that's that's one that we watch every year. It's uh, got Vinnie Jones and, and him. One I do like that just kind of rolls around every once in a while is Pumpkinhead. Did you watch the movie Pumpkinhead? I've never seen that. Okay. I'll add it to the list, though. Add it to the list. I think there's been like 17 of them after the first one. See, that's the thing with Hellraiser. There's been like 17 of those. <laughs> let's see. Uh, let's see how many pumpkin heads there are. So the original one's from 1988 with Lance Hendrickson. Hendrickson. Who? Um, yeah, it's... Uh, Pretty interesting. I mean, it's just a gory kind of. Stan Winston, yeah. 
Say say less. Just uh, just another monster slasher movie. There you go. Just fun. Yeah. Awesome. But 1988. Good time. Good times back then. Also, the best one, and I'll leave it here. I guess we can talk about this now or we can talk about this during Christmas, but The Nightmare Before Christmas. Hmm. Is it a Halloween movie or is it a Christmas movie? I mean, the month back to back can be both. <laughs> roll, roll. I'm sure everybody watches it all year long, anyways. <laughs> yes, uh, my wife does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we are discussing the challenge for the Super Mario Bros. movie, Violent Night, episode 8 of She-Hulk, and our movie of the week, Amsterdam. Alright team, we got some new trailers coming at ya. Check it out on our YouTube page for our full reactions. Let's go here. All right. So we got a plumber named Mario travels through an underground labyrinth with his brother Luigi trying to save a captured princess. It's the feature film adaptation of the popular video game. JV. Yeah. 30 years since the... 1993, Bob Hoskins, John Leguizamo, <laughs> Dennis Hopper flick. Yeah. Talk to me, brother. Um, I've seen that one probably an embarrassing amount of times. Yes. Yeah, uh, super creepy, but yeah, same here. For some reason, just want to keep, just want to watch it. Yeah, it's, if it's on, like it's just yeah, yeah, gonna get watched. Um, but we get a good. Hopefully, we're getting a very good animated movie, which this trailer was awesome. Yeah. Everything looked really good. I mean, it seemed to be no no shortcuts in the designing of the characters. Um, Chris Pratt, he's always he does uh, like the Lego movies, right? Voiceovers. Yep. Um, you know, we'll see how that plays out. He he ain't got a, he doesn't have a heavy accent from the trailer. Like the, you know, like the the original Mario. Yeah, I think that's just being like politically correct. Right, right. Where like he didn't want to do the over Italian. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, New, it's, New York type. You're right, because if they really wanted that, they wouldn't have got Chris Pratt. Exactly. It would have been somebody who could have handled that very easily. Which um, you could have got any, you know, of my. Friends from Brooklyn. There you go. You know, <laughs> you can do that. Um, but also, I mean, do you really want to watch a whole movie with like that high pitched kind of cartoon voice that he had? I know it was. It's a. It's an accent, but it's a cartoon voice that came from the video game. To me, to me, okay. And I'm not gonna nerd out on you, but I'm going to. Go ahead. To me, Mario was always a plumber from Brooklyn, New York. Yes. Always. Oh, yeah. So, like, he was, he's an Italian-American right. from Brooklyn, and he's a plumber. So, yes. like, he had, remember in Ghostbusters when they were drilling, <laughs> and they were they were, yeah, yeah. And they were yelling at each oh, other yeah, or whatever? Yeah. That's what I think he sound, sounds like. Right. Not the, 
here we go. I yeah, can't even get the that real high. high. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like the yeah. real high end part is is the cartoon <clears throat> yeah. parody of that. Exactly. Let's not do um, that. Exactly. But I'm with that. But give me, you know, Frank the Pug from Men in Black. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And I, That's perfect. And I'm here here for it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So and then you and then like Luigi, um, obviously he's in some trouble already all, right, all, right, all right the time. There, dude. Always like, in trouble. Wasn't if you're. <laughs> this just takes me back, right? Because I played all of these games. Right, Luigi's uh, Mansion or whatever. Mm-hmm. You were running away from things most of the game, so <laughs> it was just beautiful. Nah, man. Um, this looks cool, man. This is. I, I say this. This is a direct reaction to the success from Sonic and Sonic yeah, Two. I agree. Um. But I like this because it is animated. It takes place actually in like the Mushroom Kingdom, mm-hmm. and we're we're going through exactly like the games. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's what I want to see. That's what I kind of wanted to see from Sonic, but we put him into the real world. That's fine. That's cool. Whatever. I'm here for that too. <clears throat> I'm here for that yeah. as well. Um, but I think this is actually going to be really cool if they keep up with. The actual, at least the first game, like the fun, gotcha. you know, you got to hit some fun points from that first game. Right. Maybe the second game as well. Maybe the best one was Super Mario World mm. with Yoshi. Um, I'm just here for it, man. And it's going to be fun. And, you know, it's going to be a bunch of kids in the theater and us. Oh, yeah. So. Probably going to be a good mix, I think. Yeah. You know, we, we go on the early Sunday, so that's probably where all the. Old people go anywhere. Love it. Love yeah. being in the old people crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Good cast, though. Man. We got uh, Chris Pratt as Mario, Anya Taylor Joy as Princess Peach, Charlie Day as Luigi, Jack Black as Bowser, uh, this dude that I hate so much, Keegan Michael Key as Toad, uh, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. We got Donkey oh, Kong yeah, making an appearance, right? Yeah. <laughs> so just a great that cast of jerks here. Yeah. He, Donkey Kong and, and Mario, they, they partners. They ain't partners, but, you know. Awesome, team. We're going to post this on our socials. Uh, what do you think? What are your reactions to the Super Mario Bros. movie? Talk to us. Kicking off the holiday season with Violent Night. <laughs> when a group of mercenaries attack the estate of a wealthy family, Santa Claus must st- step in. To save the day and Christmas. All right. Yeah, that was a lot going on there. So, like, I will say say this, man. Um, David Harbour, he's going to do some, like, A-minus type movies, like yeah. B movies. I will say Hellboy, eh. But you know what? I was here for it, and I actually enjoyed it. Um... Violent Night, same exact thing, man. This is that was Ron Perlman. <clears throat> the fr- he did the remake. I uh, that came the out remake. like in, yeah, like twenty. Maybe that's why twenty nineteen. Yeah, he did that, oh. and it wasn't as good as the Ron Perlman ones. But okay, yeah, he was Hellboy a few years ago. I did not catch that one. So. But then we have him in this movie, Violent Night, as. Santa Claus. It looks like Santa Claus is just like tired of being Santa Claus. Just goes through the motion. <clears throat> been doing it for a while, man. What else is he gonna do? You know, old, can't just retire. Can you? <laughs> just retire. This is not the Santa Claus, right? <laughs> can't just give up, Tim Allen. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's got another Santa Claus movie coming out. He has a whole series yeah, coming out on Disney yeah. Plus. Oh yeah, with Elizabeth Mitchell, man, love her. Um, <laughs> I, I this is Santa whooping ass, man. Well, let me ask you this question: what, what, What's your thoughts on these type of movies, like uh, taking Santa's Easter bunnies, Winnie the Pooh, and making horror like not necessarily horror movies, but this I don't. Kind of movie. I don't mind them. Okay, I like. I'm, I like. Look, I'm a fan. for like me, the more the better. Right. right. Give me more cinema. Give me give me more of these movies. Give me more of these type of creators. Like take like John Wick, for example. John Wick yeah. should have not had as many, has not had the popularity that it has had, but it was like it caught this niche. Yeah. And it was like very beautiful and poignant. And it's a man taking revenge because of his dog that was yeah. died. Like <laughs> That's basically what all these movies are. Yeah. Right? And some stick, like Taken and John Wick, and some do not. Um, but I'm here for it, though. I'm going to yeah, watch yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we're going to get a Violent Night 2. <laughs> you never I know, could, You know what I mean? <laughs> but, like, I mean, enough people know. enough people in San Jose, like, Elliot, listen yeah, to the yeah. pod, and we all go to the theater. <laughs> like, we can Let's make it Elliot. happen, right? Let's make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, yeah. I I'm I'm definitely going to be in the theaters to watch this. I will say say that. Yeah. yeah I do like obscure it. Christmas movies as well. My thing, I love it. I love we, we did a movie we talked about like like I was around Christmas time before I forgot yeah, yeah. what it was, but like if it's a weird movie around Christmas time, I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah. I think that was was that Enemy of the State. Enemy of the State. We walk, but like there's all there's Enemy of the State. There's the a, other guys. We had Hawkeye was kind of around. Hawkeye Christmas. was around Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Any Shane Black movie, Kiss Kiss Bang yeah. Bang, Iron Man three, um, Love the, Christmas movie. I just, I just Lethal Weapon. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can't. Oh no, we can you know, get the comments for that. You one. know what I mean? Like <laughs> Die Hard. It's just so yeah. good. They're like, give me more of that. I just like movies set around Christmas time. Yeah, man. it's just fun. Definitely. So, um, Silent Night. I'm here for it. Yep. I'm in the theater for it as well, dude. Let's go. That's one. Let's make it happen. Front row. Well, I'm going to be in E. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the best front row. Yes, the best front yeah. row. Right before the rail. Yeah. So nobody can be like really in front of us. You know right, what I mean? Right, So. Good deal. All right, guys. We'll throw Violent Night on our socials. Let us know your thoughts. All right, man. So we got one episode left. Well, let's talk about eight. Let's do it. Ribbit and rip it. <laughs> she Hulk represents Leapfrog, who was injured due to a malfunction in his custom-made super suit. Yes. So instead of, uh, you know, them duking it out, fighting it out, once again, I love it. We're going to court. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's gonna. He's trying to sue the manufacturer, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the creator. Uh, we get to meet, uh, well, not meet, but see Luke Jacobson again. Yeah, uh, which is fun. I think he's like really the only kind of guest that's repeated an episode so far. I feel like. Yeah. Um, Wong has been there, but like, yeah, he is. Well, Wong, Wong is different. Wong's top Hulk tier. Hulk is right different. Now. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're 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 doing their own. They got their own thing going on. Yeah. Too. Yeah. But, um. Luke kind of stepped in and then stepped out, stepped right back in. 
And we have finally, because he's been in the trailer and he's been in every promotional episode for She-Hulk Attorney at Law. We finally have Matt Murdock. Charlie Cox is back. Makes sense. This is the second time that we've seen him in the MCU post Daredevil season three. We saw him in uh, No Way Home, Spider-Man No Way Home. And now we're seeing him in She-Hulk Attorney at Law. Talk to me, brother. Oh, what do you yeah. think about this episode? Uh, we got to see him suited up this time, at least. Suited and booted, baby. Let's but, go. But I also like that he's, like, not known because he's not in Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. So, so he's just, like, there for whatever reason. He's, <laughs> you know, whatever he's doing uh, with Luke Jacobson, and everybody's like, we don't know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> or even She-Hulk's like, he's like, I'm the daredevil. He's like, okay, cool. Pretty cool, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Good, good for you, guy. I also like that she's finally suited up. Yeah, that was cool. Yep, um, that suit was pretty badass. <laughs> and like it stretches and like conforms to yeah. so, like, whoever she's Jennifer or she Hulk. So that definitely works there. Oh yeah. Um, <clears throat> here's the thing that's been going on the interwebs. Okay. Um, people don't like it that he was so there was levity. This episode for Daredevil, he's da- he's not the same Daredevil. He's not supposed to be. I don't think <clears throat> continuity. He is. So the, the the events of Daredevil, the Netflix show, mm-hmm. is the is like his backstory. Same person. <clears throat> what about a show coming up? Reborn. Re- re- it's like season four. I don't think that's accurate. Very a- accurate. I think that's accurate. It's v- so you're saying we're going to take this into a different direction? No, not well. It's not supposed to be a season four. It's supposed to be another thing on its own. So, d- are you saying that it's not Daredevil? At least, at least the information I read. The se- if it might be wrong. So those three well, amazing we're, we're, we're Netflix. We're so right, right to have our first fight on camera. <laughs> are you telling me the the First three seasons of Daredevil will not, like, none of that has taken place in this continuity? I can't say that hasn't taken place. Just saying I don't think it's a continuation. It's going to piss me off. Like, no, like, that's the same Matt Murdock. Like, he, like, him and Foggy and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, the events that have happened, like, he has lived that. He's not going to continue that, but, like, he has least lived I got and, and, no, and like remembers the it's a, this. It's a thing. It's a yes. thing. It's a thing. Yes. I gotcha. I gotcha. We're maybe on two sides of the same line for that. Talking through that. I hope. But like I. Or we're saying the same exact thing just in two weird different ways. I think so. <laughs> so we're not going to fight guys. But oh, man. people are like dragging them. Saying like, yo, man, you can't show all this levity and stuff like that. And he was a different person. That was something I wrote down was like, he's kind of lighthearted a little bit. But like, he's not going through shit right now. Yeah, he's just, he's like on vacation. He's not going through <laughs> shit right, right now, you know what I mean? And then like, <clears throat> not everybody has to be dark and brooding at all times. Right. He 
There is levity. There's seriousness in the comics. There's levity in the comics from Daredevil. Daredevil is actually like wisecracking at times in the comics. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not always just like dark and brooding and shit like that. So, guys, give it a give it a break. Right. Right. Yeah, I think I think we were kind of saying the same thing. So, the his life is his life. Yeah, and it ebbs but, and flows, but. It, it's not going to be like, I guess, a continuation of that story. It's going to be a different story for his new show. It's going to be in the future. Yes. A lot of time has passed. Right. So what I'm saying is that stuff has happened, but it's not like going to pick up a day after season three ended. Gotcha. It's going to be the blip happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He represented... Spider-Man, he went to L.A. and got him some She-Hulk action. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of stuff. Yeah, he did. (laughs) So, a lot of stuff has happened. And by the time that we get to Daredevil Reborn, right? Right. All that time in, like, real time has passed. So, like, the events that happened back at the end of, what was that, 17, 18, the end of season three or whatever? Yeah. Whatever that that was, right? We're now going to be, like, in 2023. So, all that time has passed. You know what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. Okay. So we're saying the same shit, just just a little different. Exactly. Exactly. Like, he's just gone through some shit, and, like, maybe man learned how to smile. Ooh, I'll have to, I'll have to throw this drink in your face. <laughs> <laughs> I am glad. <laughs> so glad there. A lot of equipment. Um. <laughs> so, yeah. So I just, so they, so him and, so Daredevil and She-Hulk fight, and... They both get kind of the best of each other, man. Like, she yeah. is a superpower, like, kind of hulking, but he is just acrobatic, and I like seeing it, man. It's just fun to watch. Yeah, she definitely shows that she's not trained well. Not at all. She's just, she's got the strength, and that's all she's using. Yeah. And he can get around all that. He, he's good at that. She's also a, a lawyer and not, didn't study Krav Maga, you yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like she's like, so you're not blind? That's really messed up. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's the whole thing. I ain't trying to talk about that. Um, yeah, this was a little bit like off of an episode from what we've been seeing, I feel like. Um, the Seeing Daredevil and all that as part of the storyline was, was awesome. But the story with the frog guy and all that was kind of... I think that was kind of the lamer of all the, the episodes that's happened. I think it was a part. means to an end. Like I think yeah. it was like a means just to kind of get us to where we're going, right? Right. Um, we needed she needed to go ahead and get her dress for the gala for yep. that end scene, but you know you also needed to do like a lawyer scene. So why not bring in Matt Murdock, yeah. right? And what can you really do to kind of get Jacobson and Murdock? kind of in the same court, yeah, like, you know, all that stuff, right? Like, wh- why bring Matt in? So, like, it made sense. Oh, yeah, it the, made sense. The, 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 the leapfrog guy was just like, all right, we got another dumb rich kid who just <laughs> is just yeah. doing dumb stuff, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Kind of remind you of um, a richer kick-ass, you know what I mean? Like a kick-ass with, yeah. with money, actually. Like, you're doing this shit. You don't need to do this, man. There's actually people who can do this. For you, but yeah. you're like an asshole about it. So, <laughs> yep. 
But let's talk about this uh, ending, man. So we're at this lawyer gala mm-hmm. type thing, right? She gets like lawyer of the year, and then she finds out every woman <laughs> yeah, lawyer got lawyer of the year in L.A. is what it looks like here. Um, but the guys who've been after her finally exposed her, man. Right. Wild. Yeah. They, they well, it's messed up because they exposed her as like, as Jin though. Yeah. Like it wasn't she Hulk. They were exposing. It was Jin, uh, which was done pretty dirty by your boy. Oh, just dirty. dirty yeah. Yeah. Man. yeah. Um, yeah, uh, she got angry. We finally see the Hulk come yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Hulk shows himself, shows herself uh, through Jin, and now she is going to be imprisoned. We were at one episode left, so a lot of things have got to happen in this last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of things have to happen. Um she did look cool in that purple and white, though. Yeah, yeah, dope. That was pretty badass. Guys, are you still interested in She-Hulk? Are you excited for the last episode? Uh, talk to us. Really excited about it. All right, brother. Ready to jump into our movie of the week? Yeah, man. Let's handle it. All right, guys. Uh, this week, <clears throat> we have Amsterdam. Dropped in theaters October 7th. Uh, other movies that dropped in your this year include a lot of them. Actually, go see them all. Yes. Go support the cinema. <laughs> go support the movie theaters in your community. Go support art. Go support the people who worked very hard to bring you amazing stories. Guys, Amsterdam was written and directed by David O. Russell. We had a budget of 80 mil. So far, box office brought in 10 mil. Cha-ching. Um, starting this one, we have Christian Bale as Burt Berenson, Margot Robbie as Valerie Voss, John David Washington as Harold Woodsman. So those are our three mains. Uh, I'll go through the rest of the cast, but I'm not going to say every character they play. Such a good it's cast. Because it's a fire cast. Such a good cast, dude. We had Chris Rock, Anya Taylor-Joy, Zoe Zaldana, Mike Myers, Michael Shannon, Timothy Oliphant, Andrea Riseborough. Taylor Swift, Rami Malek, Robert De Niro, Ed Beagley, even though he didn't really move. <laughs> uh, and and a, a, another handful of people that played a lot of the backup characters. But fire cast. Yeah, just a great cast of characters, man. All right, brother. Uh, so like you so eloquently do, man. Go ahead and bring us in. What's this movie about? Fifteen years after three friends spend some time in Amsterdam after World War One. They get caught up in a murder investigation that leads them to some of the heaviest hitters in the corporate world. Damn right. <clears throat> All right, let's start at the top here. We got Christian Bale as Bert Berenstain, uh, a doctor and a war veteran. Um, I feel like Christian Bale can just do anything. He's so good. Like, so good. He can play any character. He can be any Anybody. Character. He can be any character. <laughs> let's say it do. that way. I mean... <clears throat> Dude was like an amazing Bruce Wayne. Right. Right? He was a psychopath in American Psycho. Yes. Um he was this like day trader um 
in a movie. I, I can't remember the name of it, but you know, it, so he just he just weaves in and outs of these movies, man. American Hustle. He was like this fat. Lo- he played Dick Cheney <laughs> in a movie in Veep, man. And here we have him here. He's very thin and skinny. Uh, yeah. He's kind of he's kind of got a limp. He has a glass eye. And we just saw him getting off of Gore, off of Love and Thunder. Exactly. So he's been working pretty hard, man. But so just, just amazing guy. It's just the best. Just the best at it, man. Um, it kind of throws his whole body, face, yeah. everything in it, man. Um, so Burt Berenson, man, he's a doctor and a war veteran. He comes back from war. He doesn't want to go to war at first. No, no. But comes back from war. Um, with a bunch of scars, uh, back brace, and everything, yeah. glass eye. He was just uh, going to get some medals. That's right? it, yeah. right? That's all he wanted to do is get some medals. Well, I love he kept saying that, too. Like, my wife and her, and her family, yeah. you know, sent me off the war. Yeah, yeah. Get some medals. <laughs> Come back. You'll be so respected when yeah. you get back and everything. So, um, But he gets in, and he gets banged up really, really bad, man. Yeah. But in that time frame, he meets uh, his... Now best friend, uh, John David Washington's character, Harold, and Valerie Vose, and they kind of become really tight. But when he returns from war and from Amsterdam, he goes back to New York, man. He has a real North Star. Mm-hmm. This North Star, man, like he wants to help out veterans. Yes. Right? And that's like really appreciative because nobody wants to help out veterans. Right, right. Like the VA does a hard job of helping out veterans, right? And they talk about it in this movie. Like they yes. go to, they go to, the capital and they get pushed veterans get pushed out of the out of dc man yeah um so he has a heart for helping out veterans with like scars and healing and stuff like that and just keep them up um with his yeah. wild <laughs> wild wild me- medicines <laughs> yeah, it's very experimental stuff which he tries too though he, he makes sure they they work i feel like kind of you know like, <laughs> i feel like there's a probably a lot of um hallucinogenics <laughs> That were kind of taking place. Oh, yeah. And he was fine with those. He things. doesn't drink, though. No, no. I, I love that, right? He does all this crazy <laughs> stuff. Not a yeah. not a sip. Not a drop, though. Wow. All right. We also have um, Margot Robbie as Valerie Vose, a nurse. This is the nurse that Harold and Bert meet in Fran- France yep. um, after the war, and she basically bandages and stitches them up. Yep. And that's how they become tight. And then they all go to Amsterdam and live there um, for a very, very, very long time until Bert decides to leave. Yeah. Kind of the, the the tripod kind of breaks up there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, imagine just being gone. Like, you're already gone from war. Now you're recovering from your war wounds. And you're just somewhere else. Well, that's the thing, man. A lot of those guys didn't come back. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was like like it makes a big point of there was no reason for yeah. them to come back. Why? Yeah, right. Especially like if you are, um, especially if if you are a man of color, right? right. Uh, we'll talk about Harold's character in a little bit, but like you were not respected back in yeah the states, right? You weren't respected in the war either. You weren't respected in the war, dude. Go somewhere and go to Amsterdam where like it's just California love. You yeah. know what I mean? And just enjoy it. Yeah. Um. No, but uh, Marta Robe's character is really cool, man. She is eccentric. Yes, she's artsy. She's fun. She's loving. Um, 
And you know what? The cool thing is, like, or even though, like, her and Harold were a thing, when they were together, she was just one of the guys. Yeah. Right? And, like, it's, it's kind of when you have a a couple and then one other person, the other person kind of seems, like, left out and stuff like that. But, like, she brought them in. She brought him in, and Bert was a part of the group. And yeah. it was, like, just me and Harold time, man. She was, like, one of the guys. It looks like they just had fun together. Yep. Um, Really liked her character here, man. All right. Harold Woodsman. John David Washington's character, uh, a lawyer and a war veteran. Talk to me, brother. Uh, yeah, he really paints the picture of the hardship in this movie. Because um, we first meet him at the war. Yeah. Uh, when Bert meets him. And they're basically like, we're tired of this mess. We're tired of being treated bad. We need somebody who's going to take care of us. And that's where their friendship starts. Oh, yeah. Right? They... They hug it out and create a pact and everything. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they create a pact. Uh, <laughs> that's where we see Chris Rock and everybody there too. Um, but yeah, through the movie, he really is that uh, that billboard for the racism that was shown. Yeah, and but he also shows that he can do whatever he wants to do as well. He becomes a lawyer. Um, he survives a war and ends up back, um, and is working hard just as, as a lawyer and, and getting things done. Yeah, man. I like him as well because his, his passion is also veterans affairs. Yes. Right. Is what these two gentlemen really are about. And he's back in New York working with Bert, um, and helping veterans kind of get, get a flow, get on their feet, um, any kind of financial troubles that they have or any kind of legal troubles that they have there, they are there to to assist, man. So I really appreciated that. That's all. Harold also can throw some hands too. Oh, hey, hey, man. Yeah. (laughs) Molly wop that dude, man. (laughs) Bye. Yeah. I love how Bert just got like socked. Yeah. And Harold was just like, nope. 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 <laughs> yeah. All right. So here. Good. But no, I think a part of like the three, um, I'm gonna call them the tripod. Yes. Um, you know, he was more of the straight man and kinda had the direction and knew where to go, we yeah. knew what to do, had had the inclination to move to the next step. And and Bert he was, and it's, it's different for Christian Bale because Christian Bale typically is not a funny person. Yeah, but he was more of the the comedy. It's so good. It's so funny. Yeah, but it was not like your typical like comedy. It it came out of like pain. It came out of anger. It came yeah. out of like him, his wife not really loving him because yeah. she's like because his her family controls everything. It comes out of a lot of different emotions. Yeah, that's what I really liked, man. But then you had John David Washington who was like. That straight man, yep. like, hey, we got to do, do this here. Um, but no, them, them three as the tripod man. This is a really cool um, three prominent stars to to lead us into this crazy movie. All right, here <clears throat> got a few more. The movie centers around Bell, Roby, and Washington. Yep. We have a. Uh, Chris Rock as Milton King, a funeral <laughs> employee, but also he's a funeral employee or he, he, it seems like he worked with the two men cause he's yeah. also a war veteran cause he was in the war with them. That's where we, we met him at. Yeah. He might be kind of, 
in between both things, maybe. I'm, I'm not real sure. He didn't yeah. really place him. didn't really place him. I do know that he's a war veteran. He knows, works with these gentlemen. And his character is awesome. Small role, but he's just like, yo, um, we should not be dealing with this white man <laughs> in a pine yeah, box. Yeah, right? not even in, not in a coffin with no lid. A box with no lid. This is a bad idea. Something bad is going to happen to this. And something bad does happen yeah, to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. So... Nah, his character was uh, like Chris Rock does, man. Comedy relief yes. here, but just fun. Anya Taylor-Joy as Libby Vos, Valley's sister-in-law. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is just coming, to, coming up as like a fantastic actor, man. She's awesome. And as Libby Vos, she, she was interesting. She was the... Um, New York so, social... Yeah. Well, actually, they were living in Jersey, right? Because they That's had to go true, to Jersey yeah. to... To the Vos estate or whatever, but she's like the the socialite, uh, really rich, humongous house, dresses well, um, has all the pearls and necklaces and everything. Right. Uh, but she has this humongous crush on Robert De Niro's character, <laughs> right? Who doesn't? <laughs> but you kind of see why though, and we'll talk about that here in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it, it was a means well, to and it was a means to yeah, yeah it was a means to, to it was like a purpose behind it man but i i did notice that guys we just saw this movie yesterday yeah so if um we're saying some things incorrect it's still kind of fresh in our mind so we're all starting learning about it as we're talking about it as well so bear with us in a very small role i guess because she was you know finishing up avatar 19 <laughs> uh zoe zaldana as irma st Clair claire car clair there's no e at the end Whatever, um, she is in the movie, and what does she do? Totally forgot. Uh, she was the mortician. The mortician, right? Where she goes through the body and finds out that there was uh, there was uh, there was poison in chemicals. his chemicals in his stomach that's normally not there. Yeah. Dude was slowly poisoned. Yes, probably, probably one of my favorite characters in the movie here. Mike Myers is Paul oh. Canterbury. Dude, God. I haven't seen him in a minute, man. And uh, I was so excited when I saw him on screen. Uh, the the UK MI6 spy? Or is, was he a spy? Was he yeah, not yeah, a yeah. spy? You don't really no. know at first. Is he a bird watcher? What is he doing, right? <laughs> he wasn't a watcher. He, he had a mountain in his <laughs> days. He had the last two. <laughs> That's what it was. He's like, uh, he's like, these birds here are extinct. We got the last two. <laughs> <laughs> like he got him off a shelf yeah, or yeah. something. <laughs> Like he was in Walmart and he got him off the shelf, man. Uh, I, love, I love Mike Myers. Mike Myers, he's just great, man. man. So he's uh, just fantastic there. Um, Michael Shannon as Henry Norcross, a U.S. Naval Intelligence. And you know anything about Michael Shannon. Uh, Mike Myers, he comes with that comedy. Shannon comes with like that straight man. And that's yeah. exactly what they were there. But they were two spies is what yeah. they were. Yeah. Uh, Timothy Olyphant, like I said, guys, Firecast. Timothy yeah. Olyphant as Tareem Milfax is a murderer hitman. Um, Andrea Riseborough as Beatrice Vanderhoof, who is married to Bert, but doesn't take his name. Right. And also um, loves him and hates him at the same exact time. Yeah, creep, creepy love. Creepy, creepy love. Hate love. Thing. It's yeah, like, yeah. yo, you, you have status right now. I want to be with you. You don't have status right yeah. now. I don't want to be with you. <laughs> um, I hate seeing shit like that, man. <laughs> yeah, and it was like, 
you know, the, the one scene where, like, right after they get the, the pocketbook from yeah. Taylor Swift's character, where she's, like, looking at his scars and stuff. Yeah. So creepy. Calling him, like, grotesque and everything. Yeah, like, yeah. And, like, and she was, like, having a good time. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was just, I didn't like that scene at all. Was you are just an scene. evil woman. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Taylor Swift as Elizabeth Meekins. Uh, Taylor Swift's in the movie. And you know what? For the little bit that she's in this movie, like, and she played somebody who was, like, kind of hysterical yeah. daughter. Yeah. Distressed. Um, kind distressed. Of. Pulled it off, man. She did a good job. Damn good job. All right. Uh, we got Rami Malik as Tom Vose, uh, Valerie's brother and Libby, Libby's husband. Um, what to not say about Rami Malik, man? He's just top of his game, okay? <laughs> and he was great as Tom Bowes, really believable, really, um, I don't, you know, yeah. I guess you can pull a girl like Anya Taylor-Joy's yeah. character. He just, got, he, he's got such a, such a great voice when he's speaking. Yeah. It's, it, it, he can play a character like this that's, uh, uh, high class. Yeah. Kind of thing, trying to be, um. Uh, I don't know. Uh, trying to trying to be above everybody in the room, and he and he, he, he's like, got a voice yeah. that can really pull that off. And we got uh, Robert De Niro as Gil Dillenbeck, a a army veteran based on Smedley Butler. Yeah, man. Uh, like I said, just a fire cast. We have. Oh, sorry, uh, Ed Begley Jr. as Bill Meekins, but once again, he was in the pine box most of the time. <laughs> we did see him in one or two flashbacks. Yeah, but, yeah that's true. Yeah. Um. But just the fire cast, man, and it's just a crazy, bendy, wild ride getting yeah. to this plot here, man. <laughs> I love it. I do want to talk uh, briefly, man. Uh, this is a beautiful movie. Um, this is the very definition of filmmaking, you know, scenes woven together beautifully, um, that tells a story to share humor, romance, fear, hate, and love. Um, and you get all these emotions in this movie yeah. through every heartbeat, man. I really enjoyed that there. And th- they all show it. Oh, they, all, yeah. they all show all the emotions. Uh, the music also was very poignant and enchanting. Every beat worked, including this quirky music at the cheesy times. Um, <laughs> but those cheesy lines worked, yeah, though, yeah. man. Like when she kind of was showing like signs of her v- vertigo, and she fell down the stairs of um, <laughs> Dylan Beck's house. You yeah. know what I mean? So, and like she got back up and was like, "I'm cool, hold me or whatever." Yeah. Like th- they were cheesy, and like, did you have to do it one more time? But yeah, like yeah. it worked, though, man. It just showed a lot of character depth. And how comfortable she still was 15 years after seeing these guys. Yeah, so yeah. I, I appreciated it. Even Chris Rock, you know, he always went back. Milton King always went back to like, yo, as black people, we shouldn't be doing this, man. You know what I mean? Why are we yeah. doing this? You know, and that was yeah. kind of like his heartbeat of the movie. Um, and those are the cheesy times, but like it just worked for me. Yep. All right, man. Um, if you have nothing else, brother, let me, I do have a, a theme here. Let's go. Kind of been ripping this together all day. The story is about love. Uh, the love one person has for their friends, the love one person has for their family, 
the love one person has for their country um, and their countrymen. Uh, Bale, Roby, and Washington's characters have a love for each other as three best friends. Um, but they also, you know, you can tell that Bale has love for his wife, even though she doesn't love him. Uh, Roby has love for her family. That's yeah. why she returned and everything. Um, but she still loves Harold and knows the same exact way, man. He yeah. loves his country. He has not found love through anybody but Valerie. So <clears throat> it's all there, man. And even, um, Taylor's character, you know, her love for her father. Yeah. Myers and Shannon, their love for their countries and try, basically just trying to protect. I did appreciate that. Um, but even like the Voses, man, their love for what they wanted. Yeah. In the end, <clears throat> where they would do everything in their power to complete complete their plan. Complete their plan. Yeah. Right? And for for a, a better country is what they were you know, that's looking what, out that's for. what their plan was. They, their their hypothesis or whatever exactly. you want to say. Exactly. Because if we do this, it'll be a better country. And I will say this, man. This is a timely movie. This is very poignant in today's society. Once again, not getting political or anything, but um, this does tell uh, an interesting story of what has recently occurred with certain events in America here. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it's a very timely movie here, man. Even... Uh, Robert Nero's character, Gil Dillenbeck, man, his love of country, right? Yeah. Him saying, you know, I I could get these millions of dollars. I could, you know, be on the estate of this winery or whatever. Yeah. But, like, I love my country, and I don't appreciate this, what yep. you assholes are trying to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I, this is just a, a labor of love from everybody involved and what they will do. You know, their love for what and what they will do to obtain it. I think what this movie is about is what um, David O. Russell was trying to say. Good deal, man. That was fantastic. All right, guys. So that's our quick conversation about Amsterdam. JV. You know, it's still fresh in our minds here. Yes, sir. Uh, what are your thoughts and ratings, sir? This is going to get four out of five bucks popcorn for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll keep it short here. Uh cast was great. Uh, Christian Bell is just amazing. Yeah. Uh, his characters and all his movies are awesome. Um, and the movie for me it was it was real serious and, and also fun. Yeah. Like, no matter what they were doing as this tripod, they were having fun. Even dealing with the, the, the big issues of it, they were still joking with each other and still enjoying each other's company. Yep. Uh, so, four out of five bucks for me. How about you, man? Yeah, man, I'm right there with you, brother. Four buckets of popcorn. This is a movie that I want to watch again. Yes. And that I definitely will see again. It just has great, great comedy from a great cast here. Um, and you just feel, especially the the, the, the top build, Bale Roby in, in Washington, you just feel uh, their love and their friendship for each other. Yep. And, like, you know, I, I don't know about you, JV, but it kind of had me thinking of like 
when we were younger. Yeah. And, you know, like our, our tight group of friends or whatever who, like, we would do anything and hang out yeah. with and just have a blast with. And we can just laugh and bullshit for like oh, yeah. nothing. I mean, me and you still do that every day. Right now. But right now. <laughs> um, but, you know, just having those times in our, in our yeah. young 20s and everything, man, that was just kind of brought me back and... Yeah, I'm not gonna say Brent brought a tear to my eye. I, I cried like a little bitch. I'm sorry. Um, joking, I'm joking, guys. <laughs> no, but uh, definitely uh, had me thoughts about. So this was just a good movie, man. Tells a fantastic story, and the best part about it is like they fall ass backwards into this plot to yep. overthrow America. Just yep. ass backwards. It. And like, and, and save the day. So, heroes. Heroes. <laughs> All right, team. Thank you for subscribing to this week's episode, Talking Through Amsterdam. Next week, we'll be discussing the David Gordon Green finale of Halloween Ends. That's showing in a theater near you. I am Clyde Smith. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as I am Clyde D. Smith. I am Javier Villalobos. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MrJ8200. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.